no my hearty my tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Wallace Chapman. Today, a big referendum across the Tasman. The Voice Referendum, enshrining in law an Indigenous voice to Parliament. John Farnham's for it, but it's a hard no for many Aussies in a shock poll. What's going on? We discussed just after four. Possible new stalking laws. If you have someone stalking you today, there's little you can do. We talk about that. And it's been described as a project of national significance. A giant inland port opened yesterday. Where is it? What is it? And with the EV charger announcement yesterday, some got in touch. You can't tow with an EV. If you want to pull a load of bark, you can't. Well, Mike with his EV ute, he joins us today. And also exercise true and false. Here's one. Running is bad for your knees. It's false. And tomorrow, let's do another panel show and tell. That's for Friday. Something unique and special that you have, so I want to collect some today. Now, last week we had a teddy bear made out of the inside of Sir Edmund Hillary's Antarctic Expedition jacket. So what, what's, what's something special that you've got in your cupboard? Another one here. Hi, panel. I have a cannonball from the Siege of Sandal Castle, Wakefield, Yorkshire, about 500 years old. So text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me. Dr. Ella Henry, Business Professor, Director of Māori Advancement at AUT. Dr. Henry, kia ora. Oh, kia ora. Lovely to be here. Good to have you here, Ella. Also today, Connor English, an agribusiness specialist, amateur poet, many other things. Welcome, Connor. Good on you, Connor. Yeah, it's good to have you here too. So Ella and Connor with me today. There's lots to discuss. First up, we know that social isolation, loneliness, they have been big societal issues, haven't they, and only amplified by the pandemic. So it's good to look for any connections where we are able. So, well then, what about the supermarket? In the Netherlands, in a bid to combat loneliness, a supermarket chain called Jumbo is operating what they call the slow checkout, where chatting is encouraged. Nearly 660,000 Kiwis aged 15 plus feel lonely, some, most, or all of the time in the last four weeks, cites Loneliness NZ. So with us to to discuss is Dr. Louise Grimmer. She's written about this. She's a senior lecturer and retail marketing Fulbright scholar from the University of Tasmania. Louise, welcome. Oh, kia ora, Wallace. Thank you for having hey, me on kia your ora. It's a pleasure, <laughs> Louise. Hey, now, it's not often we turn to supermarkets to help with loneliness. Definitely but not. why not, I guess? Well, that's right. I mean, most of us visit a supermarket at least once a week, don't we? Um, yes, this was a really interesting initiative that I um, had been reading about, and I, I wanted to write an article for it, and I had something published in The Conversation this week, and it's really sparked a lot of conversation, actually. No pun intended. Um, but yes, this supermarket chain in the Netherlands, it's called, as you said, Jumbo or Jumbo. Oh. It's the second largest chain in the Netherlands, and it's a family-owned um, uh, enterprise. So they can sort of do interesting initiatives. And what happened about four years ago was the Netherlands government were 
particularly concerned about loneliness, as governments around the world are, and they were looking to not impose sort of top-down government um, initiatives on the community. They wanted to work with organisations, corporations, local government, etc., to get um, these stakeholders to come up with their own solutions to combating loneliness. So this supermarket chain thought, OK, we're a supermarket, what can we do? And they introduced what's called a kletkasse, and that's Dutch for uh, slow checkout. And as you described, it's a, a slow checkout with specially trained um, and enthusiastic staff. And it's for anybody who wants to go a bit uh-huh. slower through the supermarket and and actually speak with someone. Speaking with they someone there. Have... Well, we've got a panel here, Louise. So it's called the Kletzgasse or a slow checkout. <laughs> Would this, could you relate to this, Ella? Absolutely. I'm going to send a shout out to the Teatatu South Countdown where every single one of the women in there is lovely, they're chattery. But I grew up in Kaitaia where the local four square was the local yeah, four square. That's yeah. where you found out you got gossip. Who's who in the zoo, if you know what I mean, down at the four square of a Friday afternoon. Um, so it's lovely that people are realising that actually where you go and buy your food is the centre of your community. Good on them. Louise? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you um, had that enthusiastic response, Ella, because this, this um, article has been sort of widely shared on um, LinkedIn and I've done quite a few media interviews and I've only had one negative person and the, the, the person sort of wrote something on uh, Twitter or X and said, oh, I don't want to go in that sort of checkout. And I said, well, luckily you don't have to. It's not for you. Um, it, it's clearly signed, uh, you know, marked as being the, the slow checkout. What they found at uh, Yumbo was that they thought it was going to be predominantly older shoppers who were going to use this checkout. Um, because, you know, when we t- tend to think of loneliness, sometimes we do immediately think of older people. But what they found was that people of all ages were really happy to use this service. And um, I just think it's such a lovely idea. It obviously goes a little bit against the sort of corporate notion of, you know, moving everyone through the supermarket quickly and self-serve checkout. But they found it was so popular that they've now rolled it out across 200 Isn't of their that interesting? So it's extremely yeah. popular. What about you, Connor? Are you a self-server or do you like to go through the old school way? Uh, well, a bit of both, a bit of both. But, you know, if, if um, I, I can see how this uh, could work because, you know, if people are trees, you want to be part of the forest. And if you want to punish someone, you put them by themselves. So, um, you know, we naturally do want to have eye contact and we do want to verbalise with other human beings. And, and unfortunately, our lifestyles these days can often mean that there's less of that happening. So uh, an innovation like this is a, is a great one. And, and I, I take it, though, that you can go in a fast lane if you're in a bit of a hurry. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, they just they just have one of these in the stores where they're using them. So it's just one. And it might even be at certain times of the day. I'm not quite sure about that. But yes, if you're in a hurry or you want to do self-serve, you can still do that. It's, so, so here we have this idea. It's taking off, Ella, this notion of a slow checkout. But personally, myself, I couldn't think of anything worse. Well, I mean, it's I sad just, that I, we're I, legislating I, kindness <laughs> because that's really all it is, is somebody being kind to you that you're having an interaction with. And I say that as somebody who's just come back from the States for a week where, you know, they have really worked out surly service. Really? Fine art. <laughs> and the idea that you could go into somewhere and people might just be nice to you is, I think, kind of fabulous. What, but what about people like me who don't want who the Who like surly? No. <laughs> 
who don't want the interaction. I, I want to get my canned soup, get out of there as fast as I can. I think you you've hit the grumpy age early. Louise? <laughs> you can go in the other checkout, Wallace. That's, that's totally fine. Um, but you know the other important thing that they found was it wasn't just the customers who really loved this, you know, little spark of kindness in yeah. their day. And for a lot of people, going to the supermarket might be the only time they actually interact with someone in the week. They found that the staff loved it. So the staff who were, um, you know, volunteering to work on the chatty, chatty checkout, some of them did extra training to sort of notice the signs of loneliness. And if you've ever worked in retailing, as I have when I was younger in a supermarket, it's actually a very lonely job. It can be quite awful. People are rude to you. Some people don't talk to you. Really? And so they found this was good for their staff as well. So I just think it's a fabulous initiative. And if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. Give us your retail stories this afternoon. What? 2101. How do you find customers? Do you have a favourite customer? Do you find customers are surly? Can you relate to what Louise is saying here? Actually, we need to have kindness across the counter. Connor, you were going to say something. Oh, well, I'm just saying you probably wouldn't want to run the system at a at an airport. So you'd sort of have to pick your retail out, <laughs> wouldn't it? You know? Unless your flight's been you delayed do, and you've got heaps of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see the worst of human behaviour um, when there's oh, delays at an airport. You can uh, – maybe we do need something like this. Anyway, it's – I mean, the, the notion, you know, on, on another note, uh, very related or more sober note, Louise uh, – Loneliness is really mm. an issue today, isn't it? Particularly yes. amplified yes. by the pandemic. In fact, there will be some people who might go a day without speaking to no one. Yes, exactly. I mean, you had those figures for loneliness in um, in New Zealand and, you know, the figures are worrying right around the world. And I think the Dutch government was looking at, um, you know, loneliness has been a problem even before the pandemic. But I think in many instances, obviously, the pandemic accelerated or increased rates of loneliness. And it's rather ironic in an age when we do have technology and we sort of think that, you know, we're, we are connected around the world. Yeah. But um, some of the research has found that all of this technology that we're engaging in is actually making a lot of people even lonelier because, you know, a lot of people work from home, they just have Zoom meetings, and they're not having, um, you know, loneliness is actually a subjective thing. So it, it describes how we feel about the quality of our interactions with others. It's different from social isolation, which is something that can actually be measured. So if you're not having meaningful face-to-face interactions with other people on a regular basis, or you don't feel that they're quality interactions, that's what loneliness is. Oh, it's so nice to have you on the program, Louise. Nice. Yeah, so interesting. I appreciate your time here on the panel in New Zealand. Thanks so much, Wallace. Thanks, everyone. Take Good care. Uh, that's uh, Dr Louise yeah. Grimmer, who's written about uh, uh, loneliness uh, and uh, doing slow checkouts. I think people can relate to that notion of the local foursquare, though, can't they? The, you know, it's it's a reminder of... The life we once had in small town. You go to your, you, it's where you get your gossip. It's your four square and Kai tire, isn't it? Absolutely. And the thing is, as we've grown as a society in cities, I think we've lost some of that magic of connection mm. of small towns, but it can be brought back. And that's the important thing. Very good. Very good. Um, now, uh, what's your special light? And we do a panel show and tell uh, tomorrow on the panel. Uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Um, I have a tomahawk found on the prairie in Canada that is 
Hudson's Bay Company trade item from the 1800s. Interesting. Okay, it is time for I've Been Thinking. Ella Henry, take it away. Okay, well, I've just come from an all-day research wānanga uh, for a project I'm involved with called Generation Kainga. It's a four-year project, and our, our uh, co-papa is to unlock the capacity of rangatahi, which is young Māori, to become key agents in promoting and developing whānau housing and kainga solutions. So how do we enable that? And we want to, as we go to the election, encourage as many rangatahi young Māori as we can to vote, to, to look at what the political parties are offering, particularly in terms of, you know, their youth housing policies because that is a critical issue. A lot of money has gone into uh, improved housing in recent years but we still have a significant number of homeless young folk. So we've got to develop policies and strategies to address those issues. Oh, that sounds interesting. That sounds like an interesting uh, day. It's been full yeah. on, and I've been, I've, mm. I'm one of the token old people in a room full of fabulous young people who um, reinstate my joy at being around young folks. You sound quite energised by it. I do, I do. They they get me up. Mm. You know, we're, today we're talking about how we're going to solve problems, and it's just lovely to be around young folk. No, that's very, very cool. Thank you, Ellen. Okay, I've been thinking Connor English. Um, well, Wallace, I've been thinking about a competition that's just getting on the go and the outcome of which is really important to the country, and that's obviously the Rugby World Cup. Uh, and it starts uh, this Saturday against France, uh, who have been our sort of bogey team who've knocked us out uh, on some of the knockout rounds. And I've just um, been thinking that I hope the All Blacks uh, do themselves, um, you know, uh, can be proud of how they go, and, I, and it'd be nice if they... They wouldn't. So I hope that um, I've been thinking. I hope that the country gets behind them uh, and the coaching staff, and we get sensible referees, uh, and we don't get too many injuries, and we play better than the other teams, and we get more points on the board than the other team. And it's going to be a year. it's going to be a really big game, isn't it? Needless to say, it Connor. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, it's you know in Paris against France, and they they are on a bit of a roll. The, the French, so it'll be a fantastic game to watch. I'm 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 hoping. I'm, I'm hoping well for the future of rugby. There was that big report that came out, and uh, as I said on the radio earlier, I've been really involved in grassroots club rugby for Little Junior, Ella, and all yeah. I've seen is nothing but kindness, whānau, community. Saturday morning on the paddock, you know, you chip in if someone's sick uh, with koha. It's just been the most... It's actually been a wonderful experience, and I hope that really feeds. I do, I do wish well for the future of rugby in New Zealand. I, I couldn't agree more. And the fact that nearly every school in the country has a rugby team, I yeah. think, is reflected in the fact that we win more because we've, it's played by so many people. It's loved by so many people, and I'm glad we're playing in France where they love – I don't know why. They hate the English, but they love rugby. It's fantastic yeah. that they're playing in Paris. Yeah. Going to rugby at Eden Park on Saturday, I'm actually look, really looking forward to it. Um, quite a bit of response um, – oh, Alien Hawks Base says, I loathe the weekends. I frequently go all weekend and speak to no one. So thank goodness for Jim and Kim and RNZ. Well, Ali, the panel is also with you. Um, stay listening. Uh, we're with you. And um, I uh, really appreciate uh, you uh, texting that. Um, I always shop at New World because the staff are happy and they're upbeat. Um, another one here, maybe cafes and restaurants could have tables for people who want to chat to someone else. That's a lovely idea. Speed Ella, dating. Sp- speed dating or speed conversation or slow conversation. <laughs> uh, the panel are NZ National. It's important to get a smile, isn't it? Uh, that's, 
that's it, isn't it? Yeah, the panel. 